Hey everybody, Dave Hagan here. Are you catching fire? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. We're here in Van Nuys, California at Uncle Studios. Looking forward to another uh, interesting session here. So I've got with me Brian Reed today. Brian, hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Dave? All right, right. We got a really interesting thing to talk about today, I think. Uh, last podcast, we were talking about a guy that had a quarter million dollars in savings in the bank, and he was age 28. Um, he, you didn't listen? Well, go back to episode 140 and listen, and then come back and join us. But uh, I want you to listen to that podcast first, episode 140. Now, we like Some of his ideas, like thoughtful spending, reducing spending, some of the things that he proposed, being thoughtful about his spending patterns, like it. But we also chided him about some things, too, like charging his girlfriend rent. Remember that, Brian? Remember that. Yeah, we were kind of, you know, giving him a hard time. Um, The point was that he was extreme in terms of what he was doing. He wanted to not work by the time he was, I don't know, 30, 35 or something like that. But there were some things that we could learn from him. And we did, I think, last time. But this week, we want to take this to the next level. There's a whole group of people out there that are doing this, and it's called the FIRE movement. So I want to spend some time thinking or talking about the the FIRE movement. Now, what is the FIRE movement? Well, FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire early, F-I-R-E. There's no pyrotechnics involved in this. It's just just people that want to be financially independent or retire early. It's a movement whose goal is financial independence, not following the traditional concept that we have as a society that you work till you're 65 or, or 70. There's even a more concrete definition to it for those of you that like to do the math. It's when your net worth is 25 times your annual expense. At that point, you can consider yourself financially independent. So if your annual expenses are $40,000, you're financially independent when your total net worth is a million bucks. Well, that's a whole lot less than a lot of people that I've you know, financial advisors and what have you that I've heard out there. But um, that's an interesting formula. When your financial or when your net worth is 25% or 25 times your annual expense, you're considered financially independent. Now, the FIRE movement's not a formal group. It doesn't look like there's any kind of, you know, 501c3 that's, that's running it. There's no shows or anything that are specifically dealing with it. Right now, it's just a series of blogs and, and podcasts. But it's being more and more discussed in the mainstream media. In fact, recently I understand that uh, the the fire movement was taken on by Susie Orman, who's one of the real big financial advisors. You see her on TV all the time. She's got books and records, CDs, all that stuff. Um, So it's being more and more discussed. It's starting to seep into our collective consciousness as a country. Um, There's a book out there that's coming out early next year called Playing With Fire. It's on Amazon. Check it out. There's also going to be a documentary by the same title, again, coming out in 2019. Check it out. 
should be interesting. Now, I've said this same kind of thing, if I could pat myself on the back a little bit, one way or the other for years. I've said that when the income on your investments is sufficient to cover your expenses, you can retire. Of course, that involves three variables, doesn't it? The amount of your expenses, the amount of interest that you can reasonably expect, and the, the annual uh, or, or monthly living expenses that you have. I think FIRE is a little more extreme than that, though. It's, it's a way to alter your thinking about your lifestyle and dramatically reduce expenses to, to get to that retirement or to get to that financial independence um, sooner. I don't know about you, Brian, but I mean, I dig it, but I don't want to get too carried away with it. It sounds uh, pretty intense. It's something that's, you know, it's a definite lifestyle. It's not just a, uh, a, a passive thought that you kind of keep in your head and maybe every now and again check your 401k to see what it's doing. This is how much can I save? How low can I go? What do I, you know, what is it, all right, what do I really need to eat? Right. How low can you go? You know, I remember a guy, he wanted to be a ski bum and, you know, he didn't get a lot of money, uh, you know, putting people on the lift. And his idea was, okay, I can do that and I can spend my off day skiing if I eat macaroni and cheese so many days a week. And like three, four days a week, he'd get out a 25 cent box of macaroni and cheese and make dinner. Uh, that's a little extreme, but hey, it worked for him. It's possible yeah. when you set a goal and if you are that determined you know, you don't care about eating mac and cheese. You're, you're living for the next day when you're skiing. As long as it's the good mac and cheese in that, what, that little blue box with the yellow, <laughs> with the yellow uh, lettering and what have you. I don't know. I dig it, but I think people can get carried away too. You know, I, I had a professor in college, Edward Sang, and, and he said, you know, moderation in all things. And when you're young, I don't know that you truly appreciate that, but you kind of carry it with you. And there, there are times when it kind of pops out in your brain that, uh, you know, you need to moderate a lot of the things that you're doing because you can get a little too carried away. You know, I've, I've told people for years, hey, you could retire right when you get out of uh, undergrad. I mean, if you're comfortable living in your parents' basement and that's your thing and, and, that, and you have no overhead, okay, you can collect bottle caps and cans for food and, and you're good to go. Of course, the problem is you're living in your parents' you're basement. You're living in your parents' basement. Not really working, you know. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that we can take away from the, you know, the, the fire movement, things that the listeners can incorporate into their life. I mean, the fire movement folks are talking about, hey, a life path or a lifestyle. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? How do you want to live? It's causing people to think about what's really important to them. Is a, is a particular kind of car important or is free time important or is... Um, you know, eating in a certain style or having so much time with your friends important. It's really making people think about that. It's making people think about and consider really what it would take to make them independent. You know, I think in the United States, it was typically, hey, work till you're 65 till you're too tired to show up to work and then you get Social Security. And that was kind of the mode. And if you didn't get Social Security or if Social Security wasn't enough, you'd get like a pension from the company. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. The pension from the private company is probably not happening. Maybe from the, you know, the, the city or state government, if you work for a government, maybe, but certainly not from the private com uh, company. And Social Security, I just, you know, I, I don't have any confidence that it's going to be there the, with what I see going on in the media. So um, it makes people consider potentially including non-traditional things in their life. I, again, I kind of like it. What do you think, Brian? 
It's like you said, motivation um, and moderation. Maybe there's... I'm going to work on that. There's something about those two words put together, motivation with moderation. The big M. There's a song or there's something. There's a song. There, there's, there's, there's something there in terms of uh, uh, long-term financial planning. Um, but if you are motivated, I mean, maybe this is, what's interesting is they're doing it at the right time. What if these, you know, a kid does this for five years and then puts that into all of the th- all that money saved right goes into uh, a retirement account at the age of 25 and he leaves that alone or she leaves that alone until they're 65 five years of living on mac and cheese you're going to save up a lot of money if you have a you know if you have a job and it's just you're not spending anything think about it cuz there there's your retirement you you did everything for your retirement in five years. Right. No, I mean, very, very doable. When you're young, you, you don't care so you don't much care. about what you yeah. got. Yeah. I mean, you're just like, hey, as long as I can go out and work out, hang out with my friends, make some money, you know. Yeah. No, that's an interesting thought. And if somebody is, let's say they get out of school at, uh, what, 20 and they do this till they're 25 and they're going to work till they're 55, that's 50 years. And at 7%, their money will double five times. So 5000 becomes 10, 20, 40, 80, 160,000 dollars by the time they retire if that's what they want to do and it's based upon something they did back when they were 21 to 25. That's crazy. Think back, you know, you're 21 to 25. It's it's 4 years. No. It's, it's such a small number. No, I know. I've thought about that with calories actually. I've thought, well, what if I never had any donuts? I'd I'd probably be 20 <laughs> pounds, 30 pounds lighter. Of course, I guess I would never have the experience of a a nice little uh, French cruller with a cup of coffee in the morning, but uh I've often thought about that. What if I had just given that up or, you know, hadn't done the Big Mac in my lifetime? Uh, you, you might look a lot different. But it's something interesting to talk, talk about. And I, and I think your point is real key. It's got to happen early. Yeah. Got to happen early. I want to talk for a few minutes about a guy named, called, a guy named Mr. Money Mustache. Now, I don't know. Have you ever heard of that blog? Money Mustache? The guy's no. name Mr. Money Mustache. And it, it's a blog, actually. It's not a guy. Uh, it's not his real name. Uh, but he's the author of this upcoming book, or co-author of this book, Playing With Fire. And he's got this blog where he talks about all these things dealing with the, the fire movement. Um, so he attempts to cover some of the common misconceptions in a recent article he did. And I thought it'd be interesting that we talk about a few because he's a super big proponent. And there's a lot of people looking for like holes in the story, holes in the program, that kind of stuff. And he wanted to... Um, uh, you know, kind of debunk some of those. So I thought it would be interesting to see what Mr. Money Mustache um, talks about. The first thing is he says, hey, it's all winning and there's no downsides. He says there's no downsides because the whole reason you're doing any of this is to lead to the happiest, most satisfying life you can possibly lead. I don't know, but but are there downsides, Brian? What do you think? If someone's 30 and they tell me they're retired, usually that seems to me it's code for like, they're getting out. They just got out of rehab or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they're putting together a life style, that's not going to be, you know, extravagant. Right. Then maybe with a persona of guys, let's just keep it simple and be happy. Yeah. Live moderately, spend time, you know, uh, 
I don't know. That's just a lot of time. I'm looking at that going, if you're going to try and retire by even, let's just say 40. All right, you're going to do what for the next 40 years? Now, I can, you, you can, well, no, you can't travel that much. Right. Because you're, you know, you need to live frugally. So can't travel that much. So you're, you're going to do a lot of reading and learn languages and learn instruments. Yep. Um, but hey, if your thing is to, you know, live in the basement of your parents' house and play <laughs> Xbox, you know, this could, this, you could be a very happy person. I, th- I think a lot of people, um, you know, need a, a little more stimulation than that or want to achieve or do or experience a little more than that. But, um, I mean, that's, that's possible. I, I don't see that, you know, mustache says there, there's no downsides. I, I don't know. I think there is. I think you're going to do without a lot of things that you might want, might want to otherwise do. You're not going to travel as much as you might otherwise not want to travel. Again, I'm looking at this from the moderation in all things perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of wisdom to be taken from this and, and a lot of things that could be incorporated into someone's, you know, uh, lifetime financial plan. But too much of it seems, I don't know, a little extreme. Yeah. You know, you, you tell your friends, they go, hey, we're going out, we're going out drinking when you're younger we're going out blah 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 blah, and you go well you know i'll I'll have a water it it's it just doesn't it 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 doesn't all fit together the same you know yeah i mean not that there's anything wrong with going out and you know just having a water it's about you know are you still doing those things and are you going to lose are you going to you know not maintain some friendships because friendships are effort effortful you know you yeah. have to go and do things with people and yeah. if some people are against spending money um or going out then we're looking at uh, no 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 you guys go and i'll see you when we all hang out at the park and that's it right you never want to do anything you know will other people look at them differently and go oh boy it's him again or it's her again yeah yeah debbie downer or something like that you know, yeah. Number two, he says, it doesn't matter how much money you make. And he, and he makes an example of, you know, talking to people about, um, you know, giving up a, a $10 glass of wine. And he says, for someone making a lot of money, a $10 glass of wine represents, you know, three minutes in their, in their business life where, um, as someone who's making a lot less, giving up a glass of wine is much more significant and the savings are more significant. So his thesis is, uh, you know, it, it really doesn't matter how much money you make. And I, and I was thinking about this and, um, I was thinking back to our old apartment when my wife and I first got married, it had like shag green carpet and we found some floor mats and like hung them on the wall for, for decoration. And we had a, like a, a kitchenette and a dinette in the kitchenette that had like naga hide in a paisley, <laughs> in a paisley uh, nice. print. Yeah. But you know what? I, we were happy. We were just fine. We'd have people come over. We'd, we would watch skiing movies and, and, um, um, you know, do stuff like that. We're, we're pretty happy. You know, we even had this, this really cruddy old TV with the big tube in the back. And I had to kind of, you know, tuck a card behind the, the tuner so that it wouldn't all snow out. But, you know, we had a good time. We we're happy. Now we've got more stuff. And, and are we that much more happy? We're pretty happy, but I don't know if we're that much more happy, you know? The next thing he says is fire's not really about early retirement. I think we talked about that a little bit already, Brian, but um, it's it's not about retirement per se, or at least about our traditional concept of retirement where, 
you know, for our parents, at least it used to be, Hey, just sit around and wait to die. You know, you're, you're through working and you just, you just sit around. I think that the concept of retirement's evolving and, and mustache is saying it's not about retirement so much. I mean, retirement sounds glitzy and glamorous and all that kind of stuff, but it's more about financial independence. And that's what I find kind of, uh, uh, attractive. You know, he says, does this mean you'll quit commuting through traffic to, you know, show up at a job where you're promoting products that you really don't care about? Yeah, probably. But does it mean that you'll still work at things that are important to you for the rest of your life? Well, no, I, I think that, you know, somebody who's, who's a thinking person will still want to do those kinds of things. Now, maybe it'll mean, I don't know, part-time job at a library teaching kids to read, or it'll be, uh, you know, working at developing products, or maybe it'll be a, a, you know, some kind of part-time job at the beach where you get to be at the beach, you know, or something like that. But I don't think it means, you know, the traditional sense of retirement, sitting home and, and waiting to have dinner at four o'clock. What do you think? No, I think I agree with what you're saying. It's financial independence. Substitute those words for the word retirement. Right. That's what people, these fire people are going for. Right. So they'll still work. They'll just, you know, it's got to be what it is. They'll still do things. Right. It just won't be because they financially have to. Right. Right. I mean, what a bummer. You know, you, you got to get up and go to work because you got to, you know, you got to pay your, your overhead. That's yeah, a bummer. That's, that's the day in, day out of real life for, you know, for most people. So they're trying to avoid that and say, what if this isn't? the norm or what if it doesn't have to be right the norm right right why are we all buying in on this that you do this throughout the entire life and then at 65 you retire right right i saw a really cool quote from one of the the fire people um she said i buy freedom with frugality Ooh, i like that i like that because normally we think frugality is kind of a negative thing and yet here it's a somebody buying freedom with that and that's mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Or another another guy, um, a part of the the fire movement, said, "Hey, if I save fifty percent of my income, my retirement goes from fifty years from now to seventeen years from now." Well, that's kind of cool too. Now, saving fifty percent is a little extreme, but it's not like you know, um, you know, sitting in an unfurnished apartment in your underpants, drinking uh, you know water coming out of the tap. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're only saving fifty percent, you still have a pretty nice lifestyle. Um, you know, it seems to me that um, I've seen people when they when they go through life and they make more money, their their lifestyle rapidly meets their income, or or and a lot of times slightly exceeds their income. And if people can have their lifestyle increase at a lesser rate than their income, well, now they've got that gap. Now they've got something that they can do. And, and if someone can actually follow some of the tips in the, in the fire movement to use that to reduce their lifestyle, wow, you know, they're getting to their goals um, just that much quicker, just that much quicker. You know, another thing he says that to, to, to be a believer or a follower of the fire movement, it, it, you don't have to necessarily depend on a booming stock market. We've been kind of spoiled the last several years where the market's been good and returning pretty well, but you know what goes up will go down ultimately. And, and um, so people criticize the fire movement saying, well, yeah, great. You know, in a bad market, what are you going to do? But his response is that you know, the, the income that he's talking about, income off of investments, is based upon averages, longer periods of time. And of course, the years that the investments return 
a much higher percentage that has to be squirreled away for the years that it doesn't. So, you know, he's talking about long-term averages. And he also makes the point that if you have lower overhead, it means that your reliance upon market rate is less, Less, which which is kind of interesting. I would think that people should think about the income on their investments, um, not um, being enough to cover their expenses, but to cover plus some of their expenses. So if, if there's a little fall off in the interest rate, uh, um, you don't have to worry about that. Now, the, the other thing that he says, um, you know, and here's where he really kind of takes on Susie Orman. He says, well, she really deals in fear. She said, you have to have this incredible amount of money to protect you just in case. And his response is, well, low overhead and the need for less money will kind of get you through that. And um, that'll cure your cure your fear. You won't have to worry about it so much. And, uh, you know, if, if you spend a lot of your time worrying about your financial status, maybe you need to work on kind of a, a, a mental or perspective issue as opposed to like return on investment. So he's got these interesting tips, and I love these tips. I just absolutely love these tips. He says, start each day with a one-mile brisk walk. It gets all your home hormones in balance and reduces stress and fear in your life. Kind of like that. Okay. You know, he says, read books about managing stress and learn about meditation using um, uh, apps like uh, Headspace or Camp Calm. We're going to do a whole episode on this later. Okay. Uh, in fact, I use Headspace, love it, recommend it. My wife uses another uh, app that she uses, but, um, you know, it, it helps you keep perspective and calm. Really like that. Uh, the third thing he says, um, completely avoid the daily news cycle, especially TV or radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gotten to the point that you can't even turn on the news or too whatever. Too depressing. It, too depressing and get you all worked up about stuff. Why is everyone so angry? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Um, and then he says, you know, seek out and hang out with more optimistic friends. Remove negativity and gossipy friends from your daily life. And, um, you know, I, I think there's something, something to that, too. I think that can reduce some of the fear and, and stress in your life. And let you focus on the, the things that are important, like your life financial plan, like your relationships, like your health, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, another thing he says is, you know, place your bets where the odds are in your favor. And he, and he talks as an example about people who don't ride or cycle, ride bikes and cycle because they go, oh, it's too risky. You can get hurt and mess yourself up. And the, the, the response to that is, yeah, but it, it puts your body in better shape. So you have less risk of cardiovascular catastrophe. So what, what are your better odds? You know, yeah. maybe you pick your odds and you'd you be smart about that. You know, so these are some of the things that, that he's talking about in terms of this, this alternate lifestyle. And again, it seems a little extreme to me, but um, I think there's a lot that we can take out of that and, and put into our own financial lives. What do you think, Brian? I think it's going to work its way into uh, society over time, like it is right now. But some of these ideas, I think, will stick, man. If that if that inspires people or the younger generations to start saving now, um, amen, all for it. Yeah, yeah. But it's got to have some, you know, perspective. You know, I I, I just have this view of this uh, uh, ski bum buddy of mine. 
um, you know, trying to set up a date and he tells the gal, well, why don't you come on over? We're having mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is making it. Yeah. We're having it in the basement. Not, not really the kind of thing that's going to, uh, Uh, inspire a long-term relationship commitment. Yeah, really. Oh my goodness. So, so what's the takeaway from this today? Well, um, maybe, you know, the fire movement's a little extreme, but there's a, a lot of good things that can be learned and incorporated into someone's plan. And, um, you know, don't think about it in terms of retirement. Think about it in terms of financial independence. And um, also, this is, a, this is a, a, a thought process that's starting to hit the mainstream media. The fact that we're even talking about it when there's no formal structure means that there's something to it and people are starting to get interested in it. Something is happening and it's being talked about. Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. I think we'll see more of this as, uh, you know, in, the, in the times to come. All right, that's all we've got time for today. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.